But first of all, I just want to say, thank God. I thank God. I, I give God honor. I cannot speak without first giving God praise. Because if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here tonight, y'all. A lot of y'all know my testimony, how God delivered me. But I can tell you today that prayer changes things. We're talking about, been talking about living uncommon. And I believe that prayer causes us to live uncommon. And I'm going to show you in the word of God that prayer can cause you to live uncommon. Amen. The Bible says that the effectual, fervent prayer of of the righteous avails much. And I just want to say thank you, Pastor Justin, for allowing me this opportunity to stand here. I don't take it lightly. Take it as an honor. You know, I thank God that the prophetic word is being fulfilled when every time I see myself standing up here. I think about the prophetic word. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And I'm going to read that. This is the prophetic word for 2021 from the Lord. It says, a new era has begun. And more and more signs and wonders will be seen in 2021. For those who will heed my voice and obey my words... They'll experience my goodness and my power as never seen nor heard. Wow. I got to stop right there. He said, those who will heed his voice and obey his words. So that let me know that this prophetic word is not for everybody. Amen. It's for those who will heed his voice and obey his words. They'll experience my goodness and my power as never seen nor heard. They'll see the fruit of their faithfulness come bursting forth and they'll prosper and flourish like never before. Abundance and overflow, that's what they'll see. I'll bring it to pass because of their love and their obedience to me. No longer will their enemy have the upper hand for my spirit is moving and an outpouring of my power is coming upon the land. Many triumphant victories will mark this new era. It's what I've planned. So rest in me. Miracle after miracle. That's what I'll do. Decree it and receive it and know that it's true. Refuse to be swayed by what's said in the news. With me on your side, how can you lose? So stay with my word. It's faithful and true. I'll bring it to pass, and great things will I do. Hallelujah. Do you receive that word? You know, when I think about me having the opportunity to stand before you, this is a prophetic word for me. Because it was prophesied that I would not live to be 25 years old. That I would be, somebody would kill me before I was 25. That's the lifestyle that I lived. I was a heathen. Glory to God. 
I just thank God that he saved me. It was somebody praying for me. I had a praying mother and a praying sister. And they would pray for me and I would tell them, don't be praying for me because I don't want to be saved. I don't want to be like them people. Can I be real? I'm just telling you. You know, and and I I didn't want to be saved. I, I really didn't. But I wouldn't change a thing for the world. I thank God. I'm living now. I didn't know, but I was just existing. I'm living now, y'all. Satan had me blinded, but God has removed the blinders. Amen. Somebody in here need to hear that. Amen. We've been talking about living uncommon. It's easy to fit in and do what everyone else is doing. Our neighbors complain, so we complain. Our co-workers show up late for work, so we show up late for work. Our relatives have addictions, so we have addiction. It's normal. God did not create you to be common. Amen? God created you to be uncommon, to live by a higher standard. He created you to do what others aren't willing to do. He created you to stand out and be a cut above. People can see the presence of God on you. Why? Because you're uncommon. And I heard Eric said he was in the airport. And some little boy was looking at him and just looking at him. And then he started waving at him. He saw something on you. It was the presence of God. That's what it was. That's why. See, if when, when you get saved, somebody ought to be able to see the presence of God on your life. Amen. Something ought to be different about you. Yeah. When people look at you, they ought to say, man, it's just something about Joseph. I don't know what it is, but it's something about Jeremiah. I don't know, but I want what they got. Yeah. People can see something about you. It's the presence. And as I was studying this out, I remember I uh, went to this small restaurant and ordered me some lunch. I went in and I, I got it and I went and set my meal at, on the table and I sat down and as I sat down a lady walked up an older lady and she looked at me and she said you're a preacher ain't you? Just like that. That's what she said. You're a preacher ain't you? I said yes ma'am. I knew it and she walked off. <laughs> Somebody ought to see the presence of God on you. It's the way you carry yourself. Amen. Now, everyone at work is complaining, but not you. You're a person of excellence. You do the right thing when no one is looking. You keep your word when it costs you something. Wow. Wow. When I thought about it, I was, I was doing this, I thought about Brother Jerry when he said, when he first started his uh, body shop, 
uh, repair business. And he gave a guy, somebody bought their car to him to be repaired, and, and, and he gave him a quote. And, and uh, after he got started, he realized, man, this is going to cost me more than what I had expected. But he had gave the man his word. See, I come up in old school, y'all. Some, when we shook somebody's hand, that was it. Okay, I'll do it for this. Okay, thank you. That was, we didn't need a contract. Your word was your bond. That was it. So I remember Dr. Savelle saying he, when he got into this repair, he found out it was going to cost him more than what he had already said it was going to be. But he kept his word and he did it for what he said. Amen? Other people don't understand you could have compromised to get ahead, but nobody would have known. But you live by a higher standard. Why? Because you're uncommon. That's the kind of people God rewards. God rewards uncommon people. Amen. And I'm going to show you. I'm just going to take my time. This We're teaching tonight. I'm going to just take my time and I'm going to show you. Glory to God. Those that don't quit and never give up, people that go against the grain are uncommon. A dead fish can float downstream. Amen. But it's going to take a live one to go upstream. Amen. Are you going with the grain or going against the grain? Think about it. When you make the decision to live like everyone else, then you'll experience uncommon favor, uncommon opportunities, uncommon breakthroughs, uncommon victories. That's what you'll experience when you decide to live like nobody else. You know, people say, well, everybody doing it. Well, you're not everybody. Huh? You are not everybody. Romans 12, 2 says, Be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind, which is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Glory to God. Talking about being uncommon. Romans 12, 2, the J.B. Phillips translation says it this way. Don't let the world around you Squeeze you into its own mold. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its mold. Well, everybody's doing it, you know. So everybody partying. Everybody else is negative. Everybody else doing it, so why not me? Don't be squeezed into their way of thinking, their way of doing things. You continue to do what God say do. Amen? Why? Because you are chosen by God. You are set apart. Took me a long time to understand that coming from my background. I I couldn't believe that. But God said in 1 Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen generation. A raw priesthood. A holy nation. A peculiar people that 
should show forth the praises of him who hath, who has already done it, called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. See, all of us in here was called out of darkness. We ain't all been saved all our life. I don't care how you may think you were, but you was a sinner before you got saved. Oh, mm. it's tight, but it's right. Glory to God. You've been set apart. You are chosen people. They're saying you're not coming. Amen. You're not like everyone else. You have not only been handpicked by the most high God. Glory to God. He only chose you, but he is set. He not only chose you, but he set you apart. You've been set apart. Jeremiah, you've been set apart. You got to know you've been set apart. I don't care what somebody say about me. I used to ride, um, we ride motorcycles out with uh, Dr. Savelle and, you know, when I get with him, I'm, I'm always listening and just gleaning from him, trying to get everything I can. And he said something when we was on a ride one time. He said, Vic, you know, the hardest thing for me to get delivered from was people. Wow. People. That was me. I was worrying about what Daniel was going to think about Brother Vic. I was worrying about what they were going to say. He ain't, he ain't for real. You know, I remember when he was out there in the world. I remember when he did this. I remember when he did that. I was worrying about what people were going to think about me. I wasn't worried about getting delivered from the drugs and alcohol and all this stuff. I'm delivered from that. But the thing that was holding me captive was what people were saying about me. Some of you sitting in here right now worrying about what somebody said about you. Oh, he said, uh, she said she didn't like my hair. So what? She didn't like your hair. You know, I mean, come on. Quit worrying about what people might think about you. And I'm going to show you. I want to get over here and talk about this young man by the name of Daniel. Daniel was a Hebrew boy who was taken to Babylon to, to serve the king. He, had to, he was taken there to be trained to serve the king. And Daniel was a boy that the Bible says Daniel prayed three times a day. Glory to God. But when they got him into Babylon, you know, it was very easy for Daniel to be squeezed into their way of thinking. You're in another country. You don't know nobody. Over here, they they serving all these idol gods. They worshiping idol gods. You don't have no friends. You don't know nobody. So it was easy for him to give in and be like them. But he didn't. How many of you know that God and one? I said, God and one is the majority. Daniel wouldn't bow down to him. The Bible says in, in Daniel 1, 8, that Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself, nor would he eat the portion of meat of the king's meat, nor drink the king's wine. He, he wasn't going to do it. 
But thank God Daniel had favor with the prince of the eunuchs. And Daniel told him, said, look, let me go to the scripture, y'all. Let me, let me go. I don't want to just, I can just tell y'all about it. But I tell you what, God has been so good to me. I, I used to ask myself, I said, well, how do them preachers know all that stuff? You got to spend time in the word. How you know, how, that, how did he know that scripture without, uh, without reading it? You got to spend time in the word. When you spend time in the word, you'll find out what you got rights to. Glory to God. Daniel 1, verse 12. It says, prove thy servant. I beseech thee. In other words, I beg you. Ten days and let, let them give us pus. This word pus is translated vegetables. That's what he's talking about. Let them, let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Somebody ought to take heed to this. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> you know... I, I, I wasn't going to do this, but I, I, I'm going to tell y'all. The doctor said that I was diabetic, that I am diabetic. Been like that for years. But I got a note the other day, a text, an uh, email from my doctor. I'm, I got I got I got Oh, my phone is off. But anyway, what it said was a, a normal 5.7 A1C to a 6.4 is considered a 5.7 to a 6.4 is considered pre-diabetes stage. My A1C come back, it was 6.3. Now I started just, I just started eating better. I just, I didn't, I said, I don't want to be on this stuff. I'm, I'm going to have to get right. When I got out of the hospital, man, I had lost all this weight and I said, I don't want to gain it back. I'm finna start eating right. I'm, I'm telling you vegetables and water would do it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So what they were saying, when I go back, my doctor got to determine if it's just pre-diabetes. I don't want to take no more medicine. I, I thank God. I said, Lord, I'm not going to have to take any more medicine for diabetes. I believe this was a report that came from the doctor. And God said, by his stripes, I am healed. I choose to hold on to what God say. That's what I do. I'm holding on the word. I'm praying. I'm praying for healing. Huh? Prayer will cause you to live uncommon. Amen. Glory to God. Verse 13 says, Then let our countenance, our appearance, be looked upon before thee, and the countenance of the children that eat the portion of the king's meat, as thou seest, deal with thy servants. So he consented to them in this matter, and prove them 10 days. Verse 14. So he consented to them in this matter and proved them 10 days. And then verse 15. And at the end of 10 days, their appearance, whoo, glory to God, appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children who did eat the king, eat the portion of the king's meat. Wow. I want y'all, can you put that up there in the amplifier, please? I want you to show the amplifier really says something. Amplifier says, at the end of 10 days, it seemed that they were looking better, whoo, glory to God, and healthier than all the young men who ate the king's 
finest food. Glory to God. God was with Daniel. These young men ate the king's finest. The king had the best of the best meats that money could buy of that day and time. The king had the best wine of that time. But Daniel said, no. He took a stand. I don't want it. I will not defile myself. If I die, let me die. (laughs) Glory to God. Daniel is living uncommon here. He's not being like everybody else. He's not following everybody else eating the king's food. But Daniel said, no, I'm not going to do it. Glory to God. Verse 16, then Melzor took away the portions of their meat and the wine that they should drink and gave them pulse or vegetables. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill and all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Glory to God. And the king communed with them. And among them all was none found like Daniel. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore, they stood before the king. Uncommon. And you'll see later on these guys here, they changed Daniel's name when he first got there to Belshazzar, which means worshiper of Baal. And then these other three men, they were known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Glory to God. Daniel came out stronger and healthier than all the other young men that had been eating the king's food. When you refuse to compromise, not be squeezed into society's mold, God will show you favor and cause you to stand out above the rest. Amen. But being common doesn't get God's attention. Wow. Being like everyone else is not being different. But when you stand up and say like Daniel, I'm not going to be pressured into compromising. I'm not going to be like everyone else, complaining, gossiping, giving up on dreams. I'm going to be uncommon. I'm going to go against the dream. I'm going to be a person of excellence. When you make this choice to do the uncommon like Daniel, you will see uncommon favor. God will make things happen that you couldn't make happen. But it takes courage to be different. It takes courage to not compromise. Daniel had courage. Daniel wasn't willing to compromise. And the king made Daniel, the Bible said, over all his realm. In other words, he made Daniel the king, I mean, uh, a leader over all his kingdom. Amen? Glory to God. Made him, the, made him over all over the whole kingdom. And, 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 and this king, Doris, he had princes, had 120 princes, had presidents, he had 
governors and, and counselors and all of this, but, but, but he made Daniel over all of them. Oh, y'all better stay with me now. I feel, oh, pastor, I feel him. I feel him. I feel him now. Oh, yeah. He made Daniel over all of them. And look what they did. They, they plotted to kill Daniel. But Daniel didn't care. So they said, what we going to do, we going to write a decree. They went and they wrote a decree. And they went to the king. And they said, oh, king. Oh, long live the king forever. You know, they flattering him, building up his ego. We've written this, this uh, decree, and, and we said that if anybody uh, uh, worship another god for the next 30 days, they'll be thrown into the, den, the, uh, the lion's den. And the king thought it was a good idea, and he signed it. But the king loved Daniel. The king loved Daniel. But Daniel knew what they were doing. Watch this. And the Bible says Daniel went to his house. And he went in and he, 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 the windows was open. And he went to the window facing Jerusalem and he prayed and asked God for help. Yeah. And they knew that Daniel was going to be praying. They knew that Daniel prayed three times a day. They knew this and they couldn't find no fault in him to, in order to get rid of him. But they wanted to get rid of him, but they couldn't. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. Can you go with me to Daniel chapter 6? And I'm going to start reading in the third verse. I don't want to get, I get so excited talking about the goodness of God. We, you know, we can live on common right here. We don't have to have nobody on our side. You got God on your side. That's all you need. Yeah. Hallelujah. I ain't, you ain't got to go and, 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 and butter somebody up, build their ego up to try to get what you want when God is on your side. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. I used to tell Eric all the time, I said, man, what God has for you is for you and nobody else. And I'm telling you tonight, whatever God has for you is for you. That's it. Daniel chapter 6. Verse 3 says, Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. What kind of spirit is in you tonight? Do you have an excellent spirit? And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. In other words, he thought to set Daniel over his whole kingdom. Wow. Wow. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault for as much as he was faithful. Neither was there any error or fault found in him. God is looking for some faithful people. Amen. I see a bunch of faithful people in here tonight. You're here tonight because you are faithful. See, and God rewards the faithful. Amen. I said God rewards the faithful. Amen. Verse 5 said, And then these men, we shall not find any occasion. Then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. 
Hallelujah. Then the presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Doris, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom and the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains have consulted together, established a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever asked a petition of any God or man for 30 days, save of thee, except you, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it should not change according to the law of Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Glory to God. The king signed it. But he did not know that he was being tricked. Ladies and gentlemen, you better be careful when somebody come up and try to flatter you and build your ego up and tell you what you want to hear because they might be trying to trick you. That's what they did to this king. Amen. But, but, but the Bible says that, that Daniel knew what they were doing. And Daniel went home and he got on his knees and he prayed to God and asked God for help. They went to the, to the, to the king and they said, oh, king, did you not say that whoever prayed to another God or religion or man that you were going to throw him into the, the den of lions? He said, yes, I did. And watch what they said. That Daniel. That's what the Bible said. They said, that Daniel, he's praying to that God. And it troubled the king. He, he was troubled all day. All day long, he was troubled. They had left, and they come back in the afternoon and said, King, now you know when you sign a decree that it can't be changed. And the king said, yes. And he had Daniel arrested. But Daniel's living uncommon. Daniel was a praying man. Daniel was a praying man. The Bible says that Daniel prayed three times a day, as a four time, as he did before. He was still praying to God. They came and they got him and they throw him, threw him in the lion's den. Amen. Yes, they did. And the king, he couldn't sleep all night. See, you better be careful who you hang with because you might lose some sleep at night. Amen. The Bible say that the king fasted. And he said he didn't have no entertainment or nothing. You know, the king, when he got ready to eat, they bring in entertainment. They dance and they feeding him and giving him grapes and all this. And he, he said, no, I'm fasting. I don't want nothing to eat or drink. And the Bible say that he did not sleep. So he couldn't go to sleep after he'd done this because he loved Daniel. But the Bible said that early the next morning, oh, glory to God. Woo, early the next morning, it said he hastened to the lion den and he cried out with a lamentable voice, Daniel, did your, did your God deliver you from the lion den? Daniel said, I'm still here. Yes, he did. 
Yes, he did. I'm still here. And then Daniel said, God found me innocent. And oh, king, I have not wronged you. Oh, glory to God. The king got so happy, he told him, go and get him out of that, that den. And they got him, Daniel, up out of the den. And the Bible says there was not one scratch on Daniel. But it came because of prayer, ladies and gentlemen. Prayer changes things. But you got to believe it. You can't just pray at one time and that, that's it. Well, I prayed the other day and then nothing happened. No, Daniel, the Bible said Daniel prayed three times a day to the Lord. We got to have a relationship with God. You want your prayers answered, you, you need to spend time with God. Amen. Get in your prayer closet. Talk to God. Amen. Glory to God. Now watch this. The king got upset with those men that he had in charge. He said they were very malicious. And so the king ordered them to be thrown into the lion's den. Oh, thank you, Jesus. What the enemy meant for bad, God turned it into good. They meant to kill Daniel, but instead... Every one of them died. The Bible say that they threw them into the lion's den. And before they hit the ground, the lions broke their bones and tore their flesh up before they hit the ground. Wow, I'm almost through, y'all. I got got to say this. Now watch this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Daniel 6 and 26. Now you got to understand, this was a king that was in Babylon, a, 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 a place where they worship idol gods. But this king loved Daniel. Amen. Because he saw the type of spirit that Daniel had in it. Daniel 6, 26. The king is speaking. I make a decree that in every dominion of my, my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God. Woo! The, he's the living God. Hallelujah. And steadfast forever. This word steadfast means, if you look it up in the Hebrew, to endure. In other words, he's saying, and he endures forever. Glory to God. And his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall be even until the end. Verse 27. He delivereth and rescueth and worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth. Now, this word delivereth with the E-T-H, rescueth, E-T-H, and worketh, E-T-H. It means to continue. You could read it like this. He continued to deliver, he continues to rescue, and he continues to work. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, you can shout about that. I, oh, glory. Mm. Hallelujah. God continues. Oh, man. Glory to God. And then this goes on and it says, who hath delivered 
who has already done, he has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prepared, prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Sirius, Cyrus the Persian. Now look, oh, and I, I'm finna close. I, I, Daniel was a slave boy. Daniel went from being a slave boy to being over the whole kingdom. Oh, y'all ain't getting this. Y'all ain't getting this. He went from being a slave to being over the one that used to tell him what to do. Amen. Look, I'm trying to tell somebody, don't look at where you at right now. You keep God first place and you might be over the ones that's over you right now. Amen. Prayer changes things. I got, I, got, I got a couple more minutes. Let me just say this. I want to talk about one more person. Paul and Silas. We know about Paul and Silas. They were prayer. They prayed. And the Bible say that they was in the prison, in an inner prison with chains on. This was a bad situation where they was at in a dungeon. It was really, you, you can't even imagine it. I've been in jails, but I ain't never been in nothing like this. <laughs> Glory to God. And, and I'm not ashamed to tell y'all, see, because the Bible said, come on now, the Bible said that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. I'm an I'm a overcomer, y'all. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. I, I forget about that now, you know. I'm pressing on now. That's behind me. That's behind me. I ain't got nothing to hide. Amen. I don't have nothing to hide. If you go and I'm telling y'all my name, Vic Boone, if anybody don't know. And if you go and you Google it and pull it up, you ain't going to find no criminal record on me. Why? Because God has blotted it out. Oh, God has blotted it out. Amen. Amen. Somebody in here needed to hear that. Somebody needed to hear that. God will blot out your transgression. Amen. But, but, but Paul and Silas was in prison. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that at midnight, they began to sing praises unto the Lord. And the prisoners began to hear them. And I, and, and you know, me and Ben coming from, you know what I'm saying, you know. Hey, I'm like, they probably were saying, man, what are these dudes in here praying for? And they done got beat to death. And now they praying, talking about, Lord, save me and all this. You know, <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. I, I was just thinking, you know, they were like, well, they done got beaten and they singing praises to God. But guess what? They were singing those praises to God and praying. And then at midnight. There was a violent earthquake that shook the prison. It shook it, and then the chains fell off of them. They went in bound in chains, but they walked out a free man. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. They went in bound, but they walked out a free man. Glory to God. I'm just going to stop, y'all, because, whoo, this is good. This is good, y'all. I'm telling you, prayer changes things. I don't know what you're going through tonight, but whatever you're going through, you can take it to God. 
Don't just go one time and give it to God. Continually pray. Continually thank God. The word of God says, enter into his gates. Enter in to his gates. How? With thanksgiving and with praise. And then he said, and bless his name. Father, I bless you. Oh, Father, I bless you. I bless you because you've been better to me than I've ever been to myself. Bless him. Woo, glory to God. The enemy have tried to kill me, y'all. Y'all, y'all hear my testimony. Y'all laugh about it and things. But let me tell you, you don't know the price I had to pay. You don't know how the price that I've had to pay, pay to live this life. Three times the enemy have tried to kill me. Come very close. But God spoke to me. And God said, not so. Too much unfinished business. I remember having to come to church. My wife, she would say, you want to go to church? I was in a motorcycle accident. I almost got killed. And I was walking in here with one hip. Y'all listen to me. One hip. One. They had took this one out. Because the femur that go in like this, it would broke off. And so... I had gotten an infection. I had to come in here with one hill. Yeah. But I was determined to come to God. I gave God, I gave the devil everything I could when I was at the pastor. And I said, I don't care what them people say. I'm going to church anyhow. So, come on, y'all. I'm going anyway. I'm going to church. I'd come in here. My wife said, well, baby, are you in pain? I said, yeah, I'm hurting. She said, well, you probably don't need to go. I said, now I'm going. She give me one of those painkillers, and I take it, and I come on to church. I sure did. I wasn't, and, and, and I wasn't going to sit at home. I, I had every right to stay at home, Pastor. I had every right. But I knew that the God in whom I served, he was too good to me. And I said, if I could just get to the house of God, I know that God is going to raise me up, and I'm going to come out walking. I'm, now, you see me walking. You see me walking. I, I wasn't walking for eight months. I couldn't walk, but I kept coming to church. For eight months, I couldn't do nothing, but I kept coming to church. Some of you get a headache and you don't come to church. Some of you have a bad day at work and you don't come to church. That's when you need to come to church. Don't run from God. Run to God. Hallelujah. I'm just going to stop. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we love you tonight. Father, I came and I endeavored to say everything you gave, told me to say, Lord. Father, I pray that your people leave here tonight, that they will not leave the same way they came. Father, I pray that they got a word from you tonight. Father, I thank you. I love you. And I worship you. Because you are the true and the living God. None other like you, Father. I thank you for the opportunity to be able to stand before these, your precious people. And Father, I give you praise, honor, and glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Do y'all receive that tonight? God bless you, Pastor.